It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the, the games are over, but the game never stops. Never stops. This is College Football Overtime with Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Welcome into College Football Overtime. My name is Garrett Chapman. His name is Abe Gordon. We have a lot to get into. College football, it never sleeps. We're also moving into um, episodes once a week, you know, just because we still have a little bit to talk about every single week, and we want to give you great content. So make sure that you are like liking and subscribing to these videos just so you can see our beautiful faces every single week as we continue the conversation about college football. We have a lot to get into, Abe. We have Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly and Ryan Grubb and everybody keep moving around the chess pieces of college football. They just never seem to stop moving. But before we get into that, I got to welcome you in. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, we're doing good, brother. You're right. It is the carousel that slows down but does not come to a complete halt. So uh, it circles around a a little bit more this week. Absolutely. And, of course, we have the news from last week, and we'll start up in Boston with Boston College. Jeff Halfley, he goes up to the NFL. He leaves Boston College, and so that created an opening and that they filled very quickly. Bill O'Brien, a guy who had just accepted a job through the offensive coordinator for Ohio State, He determines, no, I'm going to go be a head coach again. And for all of the hate that he gets, he was a pretty good college football head coach. It's been a little while. Of course, you have to go back to his time at Penn State where he resuscitated that program after the fallout of the Sandusky trials and everything else. But he brought that program back before moving on to the NFL. And then he's sort of just lived as a coordinator for a little while. And I think he's a good coach. I mean, people kind of badger him and, and kind of bash him a little bit. And Um, No, I think he's going to be going to a pretty good situation up there at Boston College, and I think it's a a good fit. Yeah, it feels like a good, solid hire uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, Obviously, he's ingratiated into that Boston area. Uh, He's from there. He's coached Mm -hmm. there. I I know there's some family stuff going on in relation to Boston as well. So he does fit there. The thing about Bill O'Brien is – and you kind of said it like he's a good solid head coach. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be the guy that is a championship winning head coach. That is like the highest power programs, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, 
the U.S. Like, I don't know if he would ever work at those spots, but a situation like Boston College where he can really get some roots growing and where eight and four is a good year, nine and three is acceptable, and, and you're not really freaking out if you're not 11 and one every season. It just feels like a really good fit. It feels like a Boston College program that's not that far off from being consistent as a program anyways, but is always going to have the limitations that you have with NIL and in the transfer portal stuff. Uh, you get a good quality head coach that can stay there for a number of seasons, mm -hmm. can really build that base. And that feels like what Bill O'Brien is here to do. We always thought, it made sense for him to go to Ohio state. I mean, he's an outstanding offensive coordinator, whether you like him or not, he's gotten stuff done everywhere he's been. Um, and, and there's going to have a ton of talent at, with the Buckeyes there. So um, obviously there for a very short time. And, and now he goes to Boston college and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good move for both. I, I mean, again, this goes back to a discussion you and I've had uh couple of months ago is is programs need to understand who they are and what they can be in the grand scope of things boston college is not a program that's winning a national championship it, it just it's not uh you know maybe in a given year if things line up then sure you make a run at it you get into the playoffs who knows sure. um so so with that said understanding that eight and four would be considered a successful season for boston college in any given year Feels like a good, solid, concrete hire of a guy who can accomplish that and accomplish it year over year. Yeah, I mean, this is a program, like you mentioned, it, they haven't won eight games since 2009. They haven't been nationally ranked since Matt Ryan played there in 2008. Like, this isn't necessarily a, a top-tier program, but I think Bill O'Brien's a good coach that can make them at least relevant, and I think that's really the biggest goal from this hire. I mean, he, like I said, he caught a lot of flack at Alabama because – you know, I mean, I guess they, they they didn't reach their potential, but he had top 10 scoring offenses in both, both of his seasons. I mean, he averaged 41 points per game in 2022, and people wanted were calling for his head. It was just a very interesting sort of debacle. It's The life of a core offensive coordinator is, is certainly never an easy one because it always seems like people are coming for you or gunning for your job. Um, but look, I mean, like this, this dude, he can make – Boston College relevant just based off of his experience and, uh, and and the respect that people have for him at the college level. I mean, I think it's going to be an, an intriguing option, at least in terms of the transfer portal, not this cycle necessarily. I don't know what exactly they're going to do next year. Castellanos, the, the, the quarterback, has already announced that he's going to be coming back. So I think that this could be an interesting marriage. I mean, you have a quarterback who, who is dynamic, who can do a lot with the ball. He, uh, you have a strong rushing attack. I think this could be an eight, eight or nine win team if, if Bill O'Brien is able to put the pieces together. I, I, I don't know necessarily what they're going to do in terms of uh, success year one, but you have the the blueprint is there for them to put the pieces together. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if year one you're reaching up to eight or nine because you're building off the base that Jeff Halfley has. But I'll, I'll tell you what else Bill O'Brien brings Boston College is, and no offense to Jeff Halfley. Um, you've got a guy that have put multiple positions and multiple players into the NFL, and that is a recruiting tool. Um, th th there's no way around it. I, I mean, this is a guy that has delivered guys to the first round, um, while at Alabama. And, and so I, I think that's important. And, and he's been around the NFL game. He knows what teams are looking for, um, based on his time with new England. Uh, and so, yeah. 
when I look at him, I look at him as uh, I get it. You're maybe not getting all five stars or four stars, but he could probably sneak out a couple diamonds in the rough, a couple raw three stars that he can really turn into something. I, I think this is like you said, an opportunity to really build that base and improve. Cause Je- uh, let's not, let's not downgrade the job that Jeff Halfley has done. This is a team that's gone to bowl games, I think three years in a row, which is not very easy to do. I understand they haven't been ranked nationally. I understand they haven't hit eight, nine wins, all that stuff. But uh, for Boston College, giving O'Brien the base of where they are at, what Halfley was to to, to build upon, um, it's a lot different than, than say, what Brent Key had to build upon at Georgia Tech or, or, or a lot of the other programs you're talking about when you're two wins, three wins, four wins trying to build up. You, you've got a semi-okay squad to start out. So – um, it could potentially be a quicker turnaround, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think so. And, it's, and the, Jeff Halfley didn't exactly leave the cupboard bare, like you said. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, so, and this is the seven-win team last year. They were a good football team. They were a great football team. Uh, left a little bit to be desired, but they also dealt with a lot of injuries last year. So, like I want to say Castellanos missed like two or three games last year. But the point is, I mean, I think this is a good hire. But uh, it also left Ohio State in a very <laughs> interesting predicament because Ryan Day had just agreed to give up play calling duties to Bill O'Brien. He'd been there a month, just a month. And then, of course, that leaves one of the most interesting vacancies in college football, which actually lends us perfectly to our next point. Chip Kelly leaves UCLA, and he is the new offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Of course, Chip Kelly had been interviewing for a number of different jobs. He, he yeah. looked into the job at Seattle. Um, I mean, he was looking up off it, but he was going to talk about offensive coordinator jobs. And he was just desperate to get out of UCLA, which I think is a very interesting thing, right? No, I mean, the writing was on the wall. They, they tried to sure. push him out last year. And, and again, they, I just don't understand once those rumors come out, how you can welcome him back with open arms. That was a marriage yeah. that was destined to, to end up in a divorce. And, and now we have it. And, and for Chip Kelly, it's just right spot, right time. Uh, I, I, I mean, he walks into a situation he's trying to get out of, and he has one of the best jobs available pop open for him. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a perfect situation for him. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, we still don't know necessarily what the plan is at quarterback for Ohio State, uh, but there's talent there. And, and we talked about everything they brought back from – both coming into from the transfer portal guys that could have been draft eligible that are coming back plus the the recruiting um i mean this is a, a situation where chip kelly is going to walk into an offense that should be one of the five or six best in the entire country and yeah obviously i i think you mentioned the ryan day play calling thing chip kelly's not taking this job if he's not calling plays so i, I don't think that that that's up for debate either um, th- this is a situation that worked out, I think, great for Chip Kelly. I don't think yeah. he was going to leave UCLA and immediately get another head coaching job. Uh, but I don't think you were going to find a better offensive coordinator role here. No. And, and it's a couple things. Now, <clears throat> you and I have talked about it. Uh, I, I don't think the hiring of Chip Kelly changes anything, at least in my opinion. But I feel like there is still a hot seat situation at Ohio State. And, and so Ryan Day, whether Chip Kelly succeeds or not, Ryan Day's got to get the job done. Um, so you do wonder if there's a little bit of Chip Kelly saying, hey, like, we're going to come, we're going to tear it up. But if somehow I drop 40 and they still lose to Michigan, you know, 
I'm right there. I've ingratiated myself. Do I get consideration for that job? You just wonder. Um, now, I, I, I tend to believe that if Chip Kelly's succeeding as OC, then then Ryan Day is winning games, and and it's a different. You know, that's not the discussion we're having, but yeah, uh, certainly an interesting wrinkle at, at least. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like Chip Kelly's offense works. Like like I know they didn't have a great year this year for for UCLA, but like it was two years ago, DTR was out there as one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And their offense is one of the best offenses in the country. Like, like we're not that far removed from Chip Kelly doing Chip Kelly things at the collegiate level. So I think it's a great hire um, for, for Ohio state. I'll be honest. Like if you're a Buckeye fan, if I had given you Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly, like at the start of that process, you're, I think more people would have taken Chip Kelly than Bill O'Brien to begin with. So I think yeah, ultimately probably. it plays itself out into a situation that Buckeyes fans probably are pretty amped about. I mean, ultimately, I, I, I love the hire. I think it's very interesting. But when was the last time Chip Kelly wasn't a head coach and just a coordinator? Like, we have to go back like 20 years, I, I assume. Or damn, damn Yeah, but he's been called the plays. Sure. No, but I'm saying like not having to worry about the rest of the program, taking a step back and being just a coordinator is just very interesting. And look, I understand why he left UCLA. UCLA was in a a bad spot. I don't understand why UCLA wanted him out. That's the thing that never fully made a lot of sense to me because they are one of the worst fundraising teams in the power five. They, They are 18th out of 18th in recruiting. It's one of the biggest reasons is because they don't invest in it. I mean, they the, the spending of the, the I was I was looking at twenty four seven sports about why UCLA wanted him out. Look, Ohio State spends four million dollars, four million dollars, four times as much as what UCLA spends, four times as much. And, and then on top of that, you have Chip Kelly who had probably the best. His last three years, he's 25 and 13 at UCLA. That's the best run since the 80s for UCLA. And to want him out because he's had to start a freshman quarterback, it's it's a little ridiculous to me. The, the defense was spectacular last year. They were one of the better defenses in college football. And he changed the way he played and coached games because of the type of players that he had. And you've seen, like you said, the offense has worked in the past. and. Now UCLA is going into the Big Ten. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just 
I think that's the big difference Ugh. here. I, I think there's something about the change in conference that that they felt was the opportunity to make a change in head coach. I, I, if you're honest, I would have not had any rumors come up. I would keep them one year into the Big Ten uh, and then make your change if that's what you had decided to do. I would not want to be trying to hire mm-hmm. a, a new head coach heading into the Big Ten uh, with your first year, but that maybe that's just me. But I, I'm guessing that that the changing of the conference had something to do with it. Maybe they wanted a different face to deal with boosters, to beg for money, yeah. and Chip Kelly wasn't playing that game. I think that's certainly possible as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It doesn't really make sense why they wanted to force him out. But um, now, ultimately, I guess they got their wish, and good luck to them. Yeah. Uh, the, the schedule for them, too, is is pretty brutal because they start the year, their first five games, at Hawaii. They should win that game. Then they have Indiana. Then they're at LSU in Baton Rouge. Then it's Oregon at Penn State. You're probably starting the season off two and three, maybe one and four. Yeah. And then you get into the heart of Big Ten play when you have games at Washington and Iowa and USC along trips to Nebraska and and Rutgers. That's a brutal schedule. And he was going to be fired anyway. So I understand why he makes the move. UCLA, though, just feels like they're in a a tough spot. They're they're 95th across the country in returning production. Ethan Garbers is is the starting quarterback and he'll do a good job. But outside of that, it's like, I, I it's, it's just a weird spot to be in. Not weird. Just it's, bad. It's also just, and, and this is the point that we keep bringing up. And I know it's been an odd coaching carousel. You're just so far beyond having a real candidate pool to look at. And, and, <clears throat> and now you're at the part of the season where guys are just not going to leave. Like, I'm not saying that you were going to go after, let's just, I'm just throwing out a name, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. Let's say that was your target. Maybe, maybe two months ago, he would have taken an interview and considered, and maybe he will now. Again, just hypothetically, I think there are a lot of candidates, though, who are at the point of the season where they're they're not going to change because they can no longer recruit their guys. National signing day has been, like, like you're now asking a coach to come in and 100%, for the most part, deal with either a fall transfer portal or spring transfer portal, but no recruiting class of his own. And that's Mm -hmm. just a nightmare scenario to try and attract a coach. And You'll, you'll get someone there's always smaller school guys that will, will like to take the jump and it is the big 10. So, so there are some angles there, um, but it's such an awkward um, time to be trying to find a head coach. And, and look, I, I think it, it was a problem for Washington uh, and more so as that domino fell a real problem for Arizona in who they were able to hire. And it, it, I think it's going to be a problem for UCLA mm-hmm. um, in what their plan is this year as well. Yeah, but ultimately, I think Chip Kelly lands in a great situation. He does. And he's coaching. He's gets to coach Will Howard, Trivion Henderson, Quinshawn Judkins, who made the move up there. And Mickey Abuka is coming back. I, he's going to send three guys into the first round. I mean, I mean just, just immediately off the top of my head, he's sending at least three guys into the first round next year. Yeah. I, I mean, Emeka Abuka is a first-round receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, you got Quinshawn Judkins who, who knows how he's going to be used there, but I, I mean, you talk about the, the athleticism of Will Howard, which I think was moderately underutilized, um, at, 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 you know, at, at Kansas state partially because they needed to keep him healthy. Um, man, you get Judkins and Henderson and Will Howard going, like you said, like, like this is an offense that's going to run Chip Kelly. 
like we saw. And, and they're going to be putting up look, that. This is what ultimately cost Ohio State this year. They, the offense wasn't good enough, no matter what the talent was. Uh, I don't think that's the case next year for them. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. But Chip Kelly, he becomes the fourth head coach this cycle to leave as a leave a head coaching role to go be a coordinator, which I think is just a, a, a fascinating, fascinating development in, in the, the, where this sport is right now. Um, he hated name, name, image, and likeness. It wasn't his biggest thing. He wasn't a big fundraiser for the institution. Yeah. So I understand. I think that's ultimately that's why that's why UCLA heading into the Big Ten made a change. Is they, they thought they well, needed, they needed a the different money. face of their organization. Yeah, yeah. But we're going through. I, I saw somebody somebody from somebody tweeted this, and I want to read it to you. So, college football's top hires of the 2018 cycle. Let me just list the, the these names off. Scott Frost at Nebraska. Okay, I don't think Jimbo he's there Fisher. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Let's see, I don't think he's there anymore. <laughs> Willie Taggart at Florida State. Yeah, he's definitely elsewhere. Dan Mullen at Florida. 0 for 4. Chad Morris at Arkansas. Swing and a miss. Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. Cool, man. Chip Kelly at UCLA. He's honestly done the best of the group that he, <laughs> I mean, honestly, of the group that you've thrown at me, he probably did the best job. I, I will is... say that. I, I will say this. Willie Taggart built the grounds what Mike Norvell turned into um, yeah. a top program. I will say that you talk about not leaving the yeah. cupboard bare. Willie Taggart had some talent on that team. He, he didn't do much with it, but he did. He did provide the talent that Mike Norvell took steps forward with. He was not a very popular person. Down no, he Florida was not. State. Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. Boy, this is not. A... And Herm Edwards at Arizona State. I, I almost want to know like the rankings they didn't like who who was hired that cycle that has done well because I actually think that's I, I'm I'm gonna go back and see if I can find this rank I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go look I'm I just want to see it just for my sake ranking the head coaching hires of 2018 oh man what a brutal brutal list of names and I, I just that's got that's got to be on the like on the short list of some of the worst coaching cycles in the history of this sport. I mean, it gets worse. You got Jim McElwain, uh, oh. Mel, Mel Tucker, uh, Eli Drinkowitz uh, is probably probably in that group. Was that was that him getting hired at App State though, or is that him getting hired? That would have been Paris? App State, I think, right? Yeah. So I mean, Jeff Collins. He was really good at App State. Uh, yeah, not 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 a good run. Not a good run. <laughs> Speaking of coordinators, we got another one. Ryan Grubb. He's off yeah. to the NFL. This is it's been a very interesting spot that the the University of Alabama has been in right now. They they just cannot seem to hold on to just anything right now. And I, I don't think ultimately that this is they're gonna like they're they're far 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 from a bad football team. They're gonna be a very good team again next year. Um, Kalen DeBoer, man, like we gotta, he's gotta keep a lid on this. But good for Ryan Grubb. He moves on to the NFL. He's gonna go be an offensive coordinator. Well, a couple things here. Let's just take this from Grubb's perspective. If the end goal for Ryan Grubb is to be an NFL head coach, it's it's relatively unlikely that you're gonna do that as a college football offensive coordinator. And so, normally your process would be college OC, college head coach, maybe NFL head coach. I think you're now skipping a step where you go. NFL OC, 
NFL head coach. And so if that's the end goal for Ryan Grubb, I certainly understand it. Certainly we know about his ties to the Pacific Northwest as compared to his ties into Alabama. Um, The biggest concerning thing about this is the reported timeline. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw this Garrett, but, but conveniently enough, Ryan Grubb, waited until the 30-day transfer portal window from Alabama had closed uh, before deciding to depart for the NFL. I don't know if that was coincidence or on purpose. Um, Really unfortunate if that was the case. Um, But but again, it also just could have been coincidence as, as things were figured out there in Seattle. Obviously, it took them a little bit longer than expected uh, to get Mike McDonald in line. And, and, and look for Ryan Grubb, you're going to a Seattle offense where you've got a defensive head coach. So the offense is yours. Um, you've got some playmakers there, man. Like, like you've got some real playmakers. If your running backs can stay healthy, uh, you got DK Metcalf and, and, and you got some pieces there. I don't know what you're doing at the quarterback position. If it's Gino um, for, for more than another year, or you draft someone, whatever the plan is. Um, you know, maybe there's some impact where they're sitting in the middle of the first round and Michael Penix comes through and uh, it just, you know, you sit him. By- the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle behind Gino for a year and, and look out who knows um I think this is a good move for Ryan Grubb though this is a guy that was going to get a head coaching job sooner rather than later uh, according mm-hmm. to many and uh, it's a situation where going uh you know back to where the surroundings he's familiar with um and, and probably skipping a step if if NFL head coaches is, is ultimately what he desires so uh yeah but 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 yeah for you're, you're right though for for Kalen DeBoer for the Alabama program I mean for, for a program that had been so stable and consistent under Nick Saban, I mean, it is the exact opposite of that right now. And th- there's probably nothing that will actually change that until we get on the field and see these yeah. guys play like the Alabama that we've seen in years past. Because if if not, um, it, it, it's going to be even more so. Yeah, and, and I'm interested to see how in the coming years we look at Alabama. I, I mean – Kalen DeBoer is a great coach. He's a really good coach. Not a he hasn't really no program succession proof, Garrett. Nope, it's true. I mean, we might see a little bit of regression from this Alabama team. I think they're they're still going to be a very good football team next year. Like I'd be very surprised if they don't make the the twelve team playoff in twenty twenty four. But we'll see, man. It's well, what you don't want is the best team that Kalen DeBoer has, and it starts there because they got the saving, and then. And then yep. it, it just look, no program is we'll recession see. proof. We've seen that. Yep. 
every program can falter. Every single team. You, one wrong, you, one wrong did hire, it. one wrong hire, and you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kalen. I think Kalen DeBoer is going to be a good coach. I just I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain that level that Alabama fans have come to. And, and we've talked about it. I don't think realistically no. you have to sustain sustain that level, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Every two or three years, you kind of need to make a run at it. I don't know if it's every single year and eleven and one's a down year, uh, yeah. you know, the way saving but but you got to be making a run at it every every two, three, or four years. You got you got to really have a contender. Yeah, and and he's also going to be taking, or excuse me, uh, uh, Ryan Grubb is going to be taking offensive line coach Scott Huff with him to the Seahawks. Um, so he has two vacancies that he has to fill. I. I this carousel just continues to spin. And I, I wonder if there's any thought behind the idea of Keelan DeBoer calling plays. Do you think he would just tap, like tap his own? Tap yeah, I mean, he'll, like he'll, he'll certainly fill the role in, in some manner. Um, but whether or not he seeds <clears throat> control the offense, that's a great question. Um, it, it probably depends how he feels uh, his offense can work year one uh, under Jalen Milrow. And if he thinks he gets an offensive coordinator that maybe, views things a little bit differently and can, can make it work mm-hmm. um, under a, a, that sort of quarterback. Maybe he does still uh, hand over play calling duties. That That's a good question. It'll be interesting to see, but he's definitely going to fill the role. Uh, I, I mean, whether or not you think Alabama's whatever as a program, I mean, OC at Alabama still comes with a, a pretty handy title and, and a pretty decent payday, I would imagine as well. Yeah, and I wonder if he promotes from within, if he does do does hire an offensive coordinator from or some other outside of himself. Maybe he can still call plays, and then you hire like a, a pseudo offensive coordinator just to handle the day to day sort of thing right. of the offense. But we'll see what ends up happening with this. We're going to keep uh, keep our fingers on the pulse of the Alabama Crimson Tide, who just truly have been the most interesting place in college football this off season. Um, we're two months into the off, almost it's about a month actually. I think it was just about a month of this off season, and this cycle, the world just keeps spinning, man. The world just keeps spinning. We have a lot of college football news and conversation that we're going to have all off season long. So make sure you are liked and you are subscribed to College Football Overtime so you can stay a part of it. Drop a comment. Let us know how you did, how we did. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about too. We can get to that here uh, in the coming weeks, but. Abe Gordon, been fun. We'll see y'all next time.